You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Welcome to Four Distraction. How are we doing? My name is Adam. Sit with me as always is Scott. How are we doing tonight, Scott? On this Sunday of all nights. Sunday, yeah. Uh, you can blame me for that. You know, we're day late on doing the podcast, but it is what it is. I we're suppose. here. We're here. We're doing that, it. That's all that matters. Uh, things are great. Really? Get, getting ready for the, the holiday season is upon us. That's right. Christmas is coming up. Christmas is coming up. New Year's after that. Very exciting times. It is. You could say that. I'm still just trying to recover. You know, the semester ended for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in that mode of like lots of sleep, wondering what I'm doing with my time, all that kind Adam of stuff. Adam talks about school. Yeah. No, it's, it's good though. It's, it's good very though. weird, honestly. Like I've been so busy for the past couple of months that like I spent the past couple of days like getting off work and it's like, uh, what do I do now? There's things I need to do. Oh wait, no, there isn't actually. There's nothing I need to do. What am I going to do? So I'm figuring that out right now. Cool. Just, I guess, drink and... That's pretty much what it is. Hang right out now. your Smoking underwear. And drinking and yeah. hanging out my underwear at the moment. That's, so. that's, what, that's what it's all about. Dude, that's, that's what life Christmas is about. That's is what all life about. is about. Okay? That's what <laughs> Jesus died on the cross for so that I could hang out in my underwear and drink beer. That's, that's why he died and all that other nonsense. That I mean, it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah. It is why you brought you brought a beer tonight. So. Oh, the beer! I have, I have a cool story about this. Okay. So we're drinking Natty Daddy, Natty Daddy. Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. So so here's a cool story. So the other day, my wife Kristen, she was at the uh, supermarket with uh, my daughters Eva and Nina. I, I wasn't with them. It was just the three of them. I was at home or doing something else. I forget what I was doing at the moment. But they're walking through the, the beer aisle. And my second grader, Eva, she's a really good reader. Like last year in first grade, she learned how to read. And this year, she's really mastered it. Like I'll catch her at home, like laying on her bed, reading a chapter book. And I'm like, what are you doing? There is a perfectly fine functioning television set <laughs> right here. Why are you reading that book? There's not even any pictures. No, but in all seriousness, she like loves to read and has gotten very good at it. So they're wheeling down this aisle. And Eva looks over and she sees the case and she goes, oh, Mommy, that says Natty Daddy. We have to get it for Daddy. It's beer. Daddy loves beer, and it says "Daddy." And my, my wife, she's making connections. She you like know? she it's couldn't great. she couldn't tell her no. So they bought me a case of Natty Daddy, and I was like, "Natty Daddy, huh?" She's at that age where she's making these connections like, and everything like that. Like it's so, I, I had the assumption that it's basically just like natural light, natural yeah. ice, like it's yeah. basically what it is. But they put "Daddy" on it. So I thought it was Natty Light, which is a beer that I did very, very 
a lot of drinking in my college days. Yeah, she when beer. we when we lived in uh, Oakland Manor and we had our parties, we would be, this is, we would get cases of Natty Light. Yeah, like we would get kegs, like five kegs of it, and have to throw our parties and go through them. <coughs> so I've drank a lot of Natty in my day. So that's what I thought this was, and I was kind of like, eh, not a fan. So I figured, oh, I'll bring it here on the show. We can talk about it. Cracked it open. I took a sip. I was wrong. This it's... is 8% alcohol yeah, volume. This is, I, I looked at that before I took a sip. I was like, holy so shit. So I think, I think it's not beer? Natty Light. Or is there like a natural, is there a regular? Is this like a natural beer? Like natural? Is there? Is there? Like is natural a beer? I, I don't think I've ever had anybody, it. like you would know. No, I've never had it if there is. But there is a Natty Ice. I've had Natty Ice, and I think this is closer to that. This is like for daddies who like Natty. This is Daddy, Natty, Daddy. This is, that's what it this is. This is the Natty. This will put hair on your chest. 8% is a solid amount. It doesn't taste good, but like... Oh, no heavens. But no. like the 8%, it kind of hits you a little bit. Like for a beer that you would assume is like over-the-counter bullshit kind of beer. Over-the-counter. Like. Do you get your beer by prescription? Because <laughs> if you do, I want that beer. No, but it's like the beer that everybody has, <laughs> like the Bud Lights, the Miller Lights. You know what I'm talking about. The regular bullshit This beers. beer will put hair on your chest. This uh, is this is something else, I, I'm going to say. Yeah. Is this cheap? Did she, they tell you how much it costs? It's natty. It's got to be cheap, right? Yeah, but you all said it's natty. It's got to be like bullshit water beer, but it's not either. Yeah, I don't know, man. But we have it. It's the beer of the show. Uh, okay. It's 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 all right. It's not, like I said, it's not good tasting. I took a sip, but there was a wow factor. It was the wow of surprise. Like, holy shit, this is I not was what like, I my first sip, I thought this was going to be like natty, and it's definitely stronger than that. So Yeah, a little bit stronger. I guess stronger. you could call that a wow factor. I guess you could say that. It's not good. <laughs> no. if, if it's cheap, choose this oh good heavens no if it's cheap then the, yeah choose this for like a good beer you, yes. can, you can get some mileage out of this thing but it's not very tasty no scott yes we can't hold it anymore what do we do this weekend what do we, we do? did a thing we did a we thing la- I, I said i did a thing last week <coughs> well this week we did a thing yeah together and remember how together. i said i said on the show last week that i finally broke down i went to the movie theater and I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, which you still have not seen. No, I've not you seen. Need it. to see that. Anyway, I, I saw. I think it. I'm gonna see it this year. I think I'll wait till next year to see it. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> we have like two weeks of this year. <laughs> All right. So I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I opened the floodgates. I popped my cherry of returning to the theater when to the, the cinema. Last time you can remember being to the theater. Well, we talked about this. I. What did we see? We figured it out. It was like Endgame, right? No, I think we saw something after Endgame, didn't we? Star Wars. Star Wars. Star no. Wars, wasn't it? No. It was after Star Wars. Endgame was after Star Wars. Anyway, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. I have not gone to the theater during COVID shutdown, during all that stuff. So finally went back, saw Ghostbusters, and I told you about it last show. And I said, you know what? I think this means that I'm going to go back to the theaters. It's time. And what happened, Adam? We went to go see Spider-Man. The two of us Friday went night. to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Your first movie theater experience it back. It is. It is the only movie I'm going to see in 2021. And it's a, it was a good pick, I think, for the only movie I'm going to see in 2021. So, And let me just tell you, it felt good. 
Dude, had my big ass drink of Diet Coke, had my big ass popcorn sitting right there, just munching away. Yeah, hell yeah, it felt it good. It felt like olden times. I pulled into the lot and it was mobbed. There was nowhere to park. I had to park back in BFE and walk all the way into the theater. There was a line. Adam, there was a line to buy a ticket at the box office. Not only that, once I bought my ticket, I walked around the corner. There was a gentleman collecting tickets at the podium, ripping yeah, them, yeah. telling us which way to go. Yeah, a line asking for weird the questions too. He's asking he did. Some he questions. did. He, he he was. Dude, dude was bored out of his mind. He had a he had like a unique question for everybody almost. Every single person who came up and gave his ticket, he asked a different question. What did he ask you? He asked me what my favorite food was. What did you answer? I think I told him pizza. You so you panicked. What the? You're like ah. What's better pizza. than pizza? Really, I'll wait. I'll sit here and wait. I don't care. I mean, pizza's fine, but I still feel like you panicked. I, on the other hand, did not panic. What did he ask you? The question he asked me was, what's your favorite TV show? Which I thought was a little odd because he's at a movie theater and he's asking about TV shows. Like, they're kind of the yin and the yang of entertainment, but it, that's neither here nor there. I was, I was kerfuffled for a moment. I said, uh, like, current or of all time? He responds with, oh, of all time, of course. And I said, oh, well, that's easy. Star Trek The Next Generation, without hesitation. He goes, good answer. You may proceed. I felt like he was like a troll on a bridge. <laughs> answer my riddle and ye shall pass. And I'm like, okay. So I got to go see the movie because I answered correctly. But Guess uh, what? I must have answered correctly, too, because I saw the movie as well. Name a better food, honestly. I, Name one. Do we have time? How much time do we have? Name one. Favorite food, crab legs. Book it. No, fuck you. Pizza's better than crab legs. Get the f*** out of here. Pizza's better than crab legs. Pizza schmizza. You go every town, there's pizza. Crab legs, few and far I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know that rare food meant good food. I did not know that the scarcity of food meant that it's, it's a good food. It's a delicacy. I would imagine it's a delicacy. That, I would imagine because there's pizza everywhere, it means that there's more demand for pizza, i.e. it's more popular. That's what I All would right, imagine. All right, folks. We're going to put this to the, to the viewers and the listeners here. What is better, pizza or crab legs? Or the field. And none of this bullshit, well, what if we put cra- the meat on the crab legs on pizza and cook <gasps> it that way? What if we do that? No, fuck you. We're not talking about that, okay? Scott, no a great idea, we're, we're not talking, doing that. We're talking about that. No. We're talking about that because you were rich. Like, that, what an idea. <laughs> what an idea. Crab leg pizza? Yeah. Lightning has just struck your brain. So that there's so okay. So we take the meat from the we crack the crab legs open. We take the meat, just put it on a pizza like you would uh, anything or anything like that, and like sausage or whatever chicken bullshit, and then you cook it like that. But there's a special where you just take a crab leg and stick it on a pizza. They got to crack it themselves at the table and put it on the pizza themselves. I'm in. You're in. I'm in. Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider Man, no way. So home. it was great being back in the theater. It, <coughs> it was, pat, I'd say it was 80, 90% filled, the theater we were in. There was a lot it of was folks pretty there. It was pretty there was a lot full. of folks. I mean, it was, it wasn't weekend. sold out. There was opening seat. There was still open seats, yeah. but it was pretty full. It was, it was pretty, pretty full. full. Um, what'd you think of the movie? Just this is going to be spoiler free, by the way. We're not going to get into heavy spoilers yes. or anything like that. We might talk about a few things, but we saw not it on opening spoilers. day. And I said this to you while we were waiting for the, for the feature to start. I said, when's the last time you saw a movie on opening day? And I asked the question without ever pondering it myself. I can't remember. Neither can I. I think I do remember. Oh, yeah? I just, I just thought of it. I went and saw Ocean's 12. Not 11. 
Ocean's 12 on opening day. That's a weird choice for the last movie you can remember I typically on don't day. go on opening day. Neither do I. I never go on opening day. You said you, you, you said one, though, didn't you? I said I thought it was Endgame or Star Wars, but then I remembered it wasn't opening day. It was that opening weekend. Opening weekend. I had seen it after it, so... Well, anyway. Anyway, Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man, just not, you know, be mysterious about it. It was a good movie. It was a great movie. Fantastic I really enjoyed it. Movie. I, it I, in my opinion, it kind of lived up to the hype. I don't think I've cheered <coughs> during a theater, in, in a theater, I should say, since Endgame. Yeah, it was When good. I saw Endgame, I vocally, yes! I kind of did that, not, not as boisterously, but... Yeah. I definitely did a woo like when I saw <laughs> when I saw that I'm not gonna give you spoil spoiler it was free, spoiler it was free. awesome seeing a lot of the old villains that we love like William Defoe on screen as Green Goblin we get to see excellent. Doc Ock William Defoe's excellent we got to see like I said Doc Ock we got to see the Lizard from the Amazing Spider Man we got to see um, uh, Jamie Foxx's uh, what's his name Electro is that, is that Electro, Electro? Yeah. from and I never saw the, I never saw the second Andrew Garfield Spider Man movie so I didn't really have it the weakest one yeah. That's of, what I hear. That's what I hear. Uh, but it was it was really Dude, cool seeing those guys. Rank, on rank your Spider Man movies. Rank my Spider Man movies. So put you on the spot here. Two is obviously of the original Tobey Maguire. I would put two this is, No Way Home as number one. I I would give this number two. Okay. Because it's really because Spider Man Two holds a very special place in my heart because that was like the last. It, it was almost the last good superhero movie for a long time. Like Spider Man Three sucked. X-Men, I can't remember what came out first, X-Men 2 or Spider-Man 2, but X-Men 2, I imagine X-Men 2 came out first. X2? I don't don't know. That's a good question. But after that, you had X3, which sucked. You you just had a series of movies that were just like very lackluster. Superman Returns, that wasn't very good. Like, it was just a series of movies, but like, then you had the Dark Knight trilogy, so that kind of redeemed it a little bit. The last really good superhero movie, like, in those those days was Spider-Man 2, so that kind of holds a special place in my mind. It was very good. Spider-Man 2, I would put at number two. Only This being... is definitely, No Way Home is definitely number two. All right, I'll it's... do mine. I'll do mine. I'll do mine. All right. I'm going to interrupt you. No Way Home, number one. Spider-Man 2 is number two. I'm going to go Into the Spider-Verse <coughs> at number three. I'm going to go Homecoming at four. Far From Home, five. Spider-Man, one. Toby Maguire, Spider-Man? Yes. All right. Come on. Spider-Man, three has Spider-Man to be the bottom. Three. Really? Spider-Man, three. Above the... Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, and then Amazing Spider-Man, two. Book it. You're putting hear. Spider-Man 3 above the Amazing Spider-Man movies? You think that was better? That brought us emo Peter Parker and the worst Venom we've ever seen. Out of two. <laughs> but, like, even, like, just think about just... You get, congratulations, you get second place. I'm just saying, like, it was, but it was a terrible Venom. It was a very, is a horrible iteration of Venom. And I'll be honest with you, Sandman wasn't that much stronger. And then you had... Shitty Green Goblin, which is uh, 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 James Franco. Like I, you picked the, we picked the movie with the worst villains. Okay, I have it third from the bottom. I just didn't care for the the Andrew Garfield ones. You know, I, the Amazing Spider-Man one, those could flip flop, but that's what I'm going with. 
Okay. My list is roughly the same, except for I'm not going to include Amazing Spider-Man 2 because I never saw that. So I cannot judge that one way or another. And that's, putting, my le- that's my least favorite. And I'm putting... I'm going to put Spider-Man 3 at the bottom of the list. Hands okay. down, bottom of the list. Fair. Look, I love... Tom McGuire is great. I like Topher Grace, but he doesn't need to be fucking Venom. I'm sorry. He just doesn't need to be Venom at all. No, he should just be Eric Foreman and nothing else. Yes, that's pretty much all he needs to be. Okay. That's, all. that's him no offense, in a nutshell. Friend, friend of the show. Probably listen. Oh, yeah. yeah listen all He's waiting for us to call. Yeah. Good guess. Yeah. So. Sorry. Do something good. Then He's we'll call Flash you. Thompson, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that's what he played. I haven't seen that one in a while. Maybe I should rewatch it and remind it how much it sucks. I think you should. It. I think you really I told should. you, I tried. I tried to watch all the Spider-Man movies leading up to this one. And those aren't streaming on anything, which kind of makes me mad. It's kind of weird. I'm surprised yeah. they're not streaming on anything. Spider-Man, anyway. Yeah, Spider-Man 1 was. But 2 and 3 were not. Anyway, No Way Home, I think, was a great... Condi- it takes. It picks up almost exactly right after Last Spider-Man, pretty much. I think there's been like a little bit of time, maybe like a few days, a week, or something like that. But it just kind of picks up there, and it kind of continues on with... Peter Parker dealing with the fact that Mysterio has revealed his identity. And we know this from the commercials that he goes to Doctor Strange because he's like, hey, you know, make the world forget and everything like that. I was Spider-Man so that I can go back to my normal life. And hijinks happens because he fucks up the spell. Um, but yeah, it was it was just really good seeing all my favorite villains back on the screen. Willem Dafoe, Doc Ock, all that stuff. But it was even really amazing was when we finally got our Peter Parkers together. Like, that was really awesome. Like, it was... Andrew Garfield denied up and down. He would not confirm or deny whether or not he was in He's Spider-Man. He's a bold He would not deny, confirm or deny, but we all knew he was going to be in it. Tobey Maguire said he was going to be in it. He was already cat- building the cast in it. So, it's no it's no spoilers that we got to see our three Spider-Man kind of meet up together. And it was really it was really awesome seeing... It was a lot more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like... Something happens in the movie that gets Peter emotional, and uh, the two Spider-Mans uh, from the other universe have to come together and like help him through it a little bit. And it's it gets pretty sad, like just from the start of it, you know. Hmm. Question for you. Yes. So we've talked about on this show many times how we get angry about movies that give too much away in the trailers. You know, we've, we've yeah. mentioned it before. We're like, oh, all the good parts from that movie were in the trailer. Yeah. And that ruined it for me. And th- yeah. that, that happens quite frequently. I guess there's independent companies that do movie trailers. Yeah. And a lot of times the studios themselves or the directors and the producers fight against those independent companies. It's, it's a whole mess. We, we've discussed it on the show before. This was kind of different because I remember for a long time the internet buzz was, where is our Spider-Man trailer? We want a Spider-Man trailer. People wanted a Spider-Man trailer very bad. And Disney and the MCU was not giving it to us. Not giving it to us. It wasn't until certain scenes were leaked that they came out with a trailer. And I feel like they didn't want to give too much away. But I feel like they kind of... I guess my question for you is, do you think they gave too much away in the trailers? No, absolutely not. Not enough? They didn't how, give... do, how do you feel? What's the right ratio of we want a trailer to see some stuff, I but think, we don't want to see too much? I think the trailer did it really well because they did not give a lot away. Like there was, I did a lot more guessing in, coming up to this movie than I uh, did assuming things were correct. Like it, every, it all felt like a mystery. Like They showed you things were going on, but they made you ask, why were things going on? Like, there were the scenes where Peter Parker's fighting Doctor Strange. 
like in the in the commercials and mm-hmm. the trailers, but you didn't really tell you why. And I made a lot of assumptions as to what I thought was going on. Completely wrong. I was completely wrong about my assumptions entirely. So I don't think it. They did that weird thing where they edited out the Spider-Man during that final climactic battle whenever all the villains are coming to head. They're notorious for that. But they did the weird thing because they. Like, there was a classic scene from the trailer where Lizard's jumping in and he gets kicked by, like, a phantom foot yeah. or something like that. And it was a weird scene to include in the trailer where they didn't cut off before the kick. If they're going to edit out the Spider-Man, the other two, then why wouldn't you cut it before that kick happens so that you just didn't even have Lizard doing that nonsense? It made a lot of people think, like, oh, is it Miles Morales? I said it. Could Miles Morales be one of the other Spider-Man that comes involved or something like that? He yeah. could turn invisible. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's like, no, it, it didn't seem to give away anything. Why? Did you feel like... You were spoiled? I kind of... I hate the trailers that give away too much. I hate that. At the same time, I was one of the people that was calling for a trailer. Once I got the trailer, and then I saw the movie. And there was definitely still some surprises. But wouldn't it have been cool if on the bridge scene in the movie, when Alfred Molina's Doc Ock shows up, we saw that scene in the trailer. Yeah. How fucking radical would it have been if we had no idea that was coming? I mean, yeah, but the, th- I, the problem with that is, though, everybody is checking the IMDb's and the build cast. So we would have seen... IMDb's him- can, can not... They can... Uh, not until the first showing. Yeah, but... They could, we, they could leave people out. But we'd have all, we would have all known. How would we have known? Because everything, because every Loki, everything leading up to the multiverse, we would have all guessed. Oh shit! We would have guessed. Doctor Strange and Spider Man coming coming together. But like we would have, we would have figured it out. We would have figured out. Oh shit! The multiverse is happening. The universe is broken. Doctor Strange and Spider Man are in the same movie together. And look at the IMDb. The cast list. Willem Dafoe's on here. Don't put him on it. Is going on there? Don't put any of them on it. Do you think IMDb is going to work with Disney and not? If they find out that so-and-so is in the movie, they're going to... Do you think Disney fucking cares what internet movie database thinks? They could buy them and sell them a hundred times over. But the, no, not, the they have the... Thing, they can't... There's someone, even Disney can't keep that secret. Even Disney can't. Well, we saw that you couldn't because there was scenes that were leaked. Disney... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. Disney could, and this would have been the film to do it. I feel like they could have just not released a trailer. No trailer. Again, zero there trailer. were still leaked scenes. We would have known. We there were, would have known. There were leaked scenes. Guess whose fault that was? Fucking Sony. Sony, I don't know what it is with you guys. You are like the hackiest like company I've ever met. It's, it's like a Tuesday. Oh, Sony got hacked again. It's like all they do is get hacked anymore. Like, who the fuck is your security guy? Because he needs a quick firing... Because he's not very good. Yeah, they do get hacked they a get lot. They get hacked a lot, right? Am I right? All I'm saying is this shit would have never happened under Disney's watch. And I would feel like now you have the MCU established. Everybody and their mom goes and sees. Like, my mom's going to see this. Like, everybody and their mom goes and sees the MCU movies. People love this shit. Yeah. Why do you make a trailer? What's the point of a trailer? I feel like this was to get 
people that used to love Spider-Man, the old Spider-Man, hyped up for it. If you like grew up with the old Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and that was your first superhero movie, and you love those movies, and you've been on the edge about the new Spider-Man movies, like, eh, it's all right, but I don't know about it. Like to get butts in the seats opening opening weekend, especially. In the age where COVID is still kind of a thing, even though movie theaters are open back up, people might still be hesitant to go out to see the movies. Oh, I don't know if I'm, I might wait on this movie. I might not go out opening weekend because it's, it's Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man, but you know, I'll see it when it comes out or I'll see it later on and everything like that. You get butts in the seats. like, oh, guess what? Fucking Doc Ock is in it. And then you hear Willem Dafoe laughing in the background. People are like, holy shit, I got to go see this movie now. I just feel like those 11 people who feel that way... I I don't I don't know if I would have went to go see it opening weekend if I if I didn't know like holy shit they're bringing it together a whole bunch of old shit that I used to love so, I don't know if I would have went okay. to go see it honestly but you say you would have not gone to see it opening guess what weekend. I didn't watch Shang Chi until this past Friday on Disney Plus we'll and I would that. and I wasn't interested in seeing it in the theater because I'm like why would I go waste my time seeing it in the theater I'll just wait till it comes on Disney Plus and I'll watch it then I might have had the same attitude as Spider Man I still haven't seen Black Widow. So, I'm just telling you, there are pe- there are a lot of people that are like. But you mm. saw Shang Chi and it kicked ass. It did, yes. yeah, surprise. It, did. it was a great I, fucking I, movie. I'll talk I was about- with you. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll not- talk about that movie when we're done with this. I'll talk right. about it. I, I, I don't know enough that. about that character. I never read those. I know comics. nothing about the character. Seeing the trailer didn't really get me. I I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I just didn't feel it. And um, shit. I saw it when it came out on Disney Plus, and I'm like, this is fucking <coughs> radical. I loved this yeah. movie. But back to Spider-Man. I think eventually Disney can do this. And I would love to see them say, fuck you, fans. We're not giving you a trailer. Then I won't go. And to- guess what? You're still going to come see it. And guess what? People are still going to come see it. Not as many, I bet. I'm not saying it'll be. En- I don't. I'm not saying it not as many as in like it'll be enough to tank them. But I bet you there'll be a slight dip in their uh, in what they made if if they ta- if they come at it with that attitude. They're like, no, we're not going to give you a trailer or anything like that, like because you don't deserve it. I don't know, man. I feel like I'm I telling lo- you, I love surprises. I'm telling you, if I I love surprises too. But I'm telling you, if I had not seen the trailer and I didn't know kind of an idea of what was coming, I wouldn't have given it. I'm not saying I wouldn't give a shit about Spider-Man, but I would definitely been like, I'll just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus kind of person. Well, for it, hundred percent. And then you know what would have happened in the age of social media? Opening night, that one person that does go see it opening night, yeah, and then they get on Twitter and TikTok and they say, "Oh my God, fucking everybody was in it!" And then the and world then knows know, anyway. Yeah, and then you know what I do at that point is like, okay, now that I know, I guess I'll go see it. I'll make some time to go see it, maybe. I don't know. I just I, I would have loved the scene when Alfred Molina pops out of the bridge. Well, be honest. I would have loved to be, be honest. A if, surprise. If we didn't know anything about that, if we knew, we would. You know how many conversations we had? Where we're talking about holy shit, is so and so going to be in it? Like, like oh, I heard so and so might be in it. Like this, other thing I heard. Well, we already know that Doc Ock is going to be in it. Like, who else could be in it? Holy shit, what are they going to bring on? How many how many hours of conversations has there has there come from just that? I love your work. Ethic. I'm just saying. I, I, I like your work. I'm going to pinky point and tell you I like your work, kiddo, because you're always thinking about content for this show, and that's what I like about that's you. That's what it is. It's all content. That's what I appreciate about you. Yeah. We make some content. That's all. We need some content. If you haven't seen Spider-Man, make time to see it. It's a great, great movie. Okay, how long do we give the folks before we can talk spoiler-wise about it? I wasn't going to talk spoilers at all this episode. This episode? Yes. How long do we give them? A week? Month? Give them a week. Tell you what. Tell you what. 
Next episode, because we're not going to be recording, because Chris is coming up and we did this a day late. You have two weeks. We're not going to be recording this week. We'll probably be recording the following week. Maybe not Saturday. Maybe on Saturday. Maybe a couple days before New Year's. I don't know. I got time off. I don't fucking know. We'll figure it out. But, like, you'll have time. You have at least a week and a half, if not two weeks, to see the movie, because then we'll talk spoilers next time. Watch this space, because if you go to our For Your Distraction Facebook page... Like our page, follow us on there. You will get uh, notifications when we're going live. Yeah. And when we go live, that's when we're going to talk about it. So, yeah. Tune in. Well, let's talk about Shang-Chi for a second. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. We can so, give spoilers for that. I'm going to give spoilers. Yet, yeah. <clears throat> First of all, I, you, know, you are with me in this. We love kung fu movies. Kung, like kung fu, karate fight movies are the best. And this is hands down like a kung fu karate movie and mm. i loved every minute of it not only did i love that the soundtrack was fucking fire in this movie like i don't i don't i didn't look up the soundtrack but it's, it's something i could absolutely listen to like when working out or driving down the road or something like that like just the combination of the fighting with the music it was amazing um they fucking built a world man they built a fucking world like the whole the whole thing was like when they the whole thing is like the dad is uh, like an immortal thousand-year-old warlord who falls in love with this other woman who's like stronger because she's got peace powers as opposed to warlord powers mm-hmm. or some shit like that. It's again the yin and the yang. Yeah, basically man. what it is. That's what and they were. They have kids and she dies and he decides, you know what, I'm going to be a fucking warlord again and all this other bullshit. But like it eventually leads to the logic he thinks that his wife, the mother of Shang-Chi, and I can't remember what his sister's name is because I'm not Chinese and I don't know how to pronounce uh, Asian names very well, and I'm not going to try. <clears throat> um, basically, he thinks that the his mother's like village where she learned all these powers, he mm-hmm. thinks that like they're holding her captive because he's hearing his uh, wife's voice in his head and he's telling her, come save me, come save me. But what was really cool about it is when they actually make it to that world, this is what I'm talking about, world building. Like, it's a whole other... It's basically a whole other fucking dimension. It's got weird creatures that look fucking awesome. It's got, mm-hmm. like, those lion things with those fucking tusks. Oh, it was fucking amazing. Dude, t- talk about Ben Kingsley for a second. Yeah. I was fucking shocked to see him yeah, whenever he, he showed up on screen. It's like, the fucking Mandarin? He played the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Uh, an actor. He was an actor. actor. Uh, he was in it, and he actually kind of was a redeeming character in he this. He was fucking hilarious. I loved him in this movie. <clears throat> he had, like, all the... He brought basically all the funny quips. Like, when he yeah. showed up on... The, like, it was it was fairly serious most of the time. You had a Shang-Chi's pseudo-love interest, the best friend who was with her, who was very... She was really cool. I liked her. But, like, Ben mm-hmm. Kingsley brought the fucking funny in this movie. He did. So... What are you looking so up? Looking what, are you looking, up? what are you looking up? I was looking up to see, is this the first uh, Asian superhero movie that we got? I felt like there was another one uh, that was not Marvel, but uh, an older one. I, I don't I could, know. I couldn't think of it. Anyway, I couldn't find it. So maybe, maybe, <coughs> I I dreamt, maybe I dreamt that. Loved this movie. Yes. And, and this is, I love being pleasantly surprised. Motherfucker rides a dragon. Dude yeah. rides a legitimate dragon. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. Let's talk about a person who normally I find so annoying in all the work she does. But in this movie was charming and a great character. And that's Aquafina. I'm trying to put a name to the a friend. The, his, the only other 
the girl who's is that her friend. name? Is that her name? Her name's Aquafina. Is I don't know what her name. She's is. She's a comedian. You know what Aquafina is? No, no. Oh my God, she's in like everything. I don't know. I'm, I have no oh idea. God. Just turn on the TV. She's on. I, and, and I don't. I, I get annoyed by her voice. I didn't know who that was. I've seen her stand up before, and it's just kind of like <coughs> off-putting. And when I saw that she was cast in this, uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, uh, she Raya, the Last Dragon. Did you see that? Nope. Disney just did this. It's like, I feel like they could be the same universe. That's how cool. Anyway, she did a great job. Yeah. She did a really awesome job. I was really pleasantly surprised with her. And yeah. that's that's the theme for this show. I love a good surprise. When Santa brings me my big present wrapped in a bow, and I give Santa my Christmas list of like what I want when I was a good boy. But occasionally I'll open up a gift that's something that I didn't ask for. And that usually nine times out of ten turns out to be my favorite gift. I love a surprise. And this movie was a surprise. I was shocked about how good it was. How good yes. It was. So, um, You, sir, need to see Black Widow. Uh, okay, so you I'm going to tell you. watch Hawkeye. I'm, I'm watching Hawkeye right now. It's so good. I'm going to tell you why I haven't watched Hawkeye and why I haven't watched Black Widow. It's because I'm really... I'm really marveled out when it comes to the kind you of shut your whore mouth. I marveled out when it comes to the kind of hero shows that are just like normal people doing normal shit. I'm really marveled out with that. We had that with fucking um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We had that with that, and it was like it was it was it was an all right Bucky show. Bucky is but a like, super soldier, but it was like, but it's still like it's just just normal people doing normal shit. Like I want to see, I want to see what Shang Chi brought me, what Spider Man brought me. Superheroes doing super weird human shit that nobody else can fucking do. I don't need to see a super spy in a super spy movie. I I, I don't really need to. See, I'll go watch James Bond for that. They're super I don't, assassins. Whatever, not don't spies. care. Spy assassin, same difference. Black um, Widow and Hawkeye. I don't are need to, assassins. I don't need to see. Look, I love Jeremy Renner. I love Hawkeye, but I don't really. I'm not in the mood to watch a show about a dude shooting bows everybody can shoot anybody can learn how to shoot a bow doesn't matter to me but nobody can learn how like i'll be interested in she hulk because it's a fucking hulk it gets sounds a, to me you're transforming to like a beast you need to see the eternals then because if you want to see magic sucks. powers I hear that sucks well there's this dog shit I'll, I'll be the judge movie. i'll be the judge of that here's a bad movie but that's what that's what i want to see that's but they have superpowers that's fine but like and that's what i want to see like i don't really want to see normal people do like relatively normal shit you know that's not what i like comic books for it's not what i want to see i want to see weird shit i want to see like holy shit like when ben kingsley's best friend was that like fluffy creature that has no face and those weird wings like, holy shit i thought i was imagining that you guys can see it like that was a cool thing to see <laughs> that was a fucking cool ass thing to see so that's what i want to see shit like that See, I'm okay with the average. It was a kung fu people. movie where a dude rode a dragon. That's what I want to see. It was cool. It was a cool fucking scene. I, I, I like storylines, and I think comic books do a lot of great writing. They do for the storyline. I'm and... sure Hawkeye is a great story. I'm sure Black Widow is a great story. But if I'm going to watch a comic book movie, I'll get to them eventually. But you're not going to grab me with a normal person does a normal thing kind of thing. I already had that with Captain America Winter Soldier. We had that shit. It was great. That was great. I don't need to see more of that, though. I don't want to see more of it. That's the reason why I'm not excited about the whole Mary um, Falcon Winter Soldier, um, the Kmart version of Captain America. What's his name? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Agent for... Uh, yeah, so now he's going to be like federal agent or some US shit. Like, agent. U.S. agent or something like that. And he's probably going to get his own thing or his own his own TV show or TV show with him and a bunch of other people like him in a group. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to care about you. I'm not going to give a shit about him and his story because he's just a normal fucking dude. Sure, he's got super strength, but like... Who gives a fuck? I always kind of like Wyatt Russell. I don't know. I just I'd, I'd like to see more of him. Sure, I like Wyatt Russell. Sure, yeah. But that's why I'm not watching those shows. <coughs> Scott, yes. It's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We're, com- we're coming up on it. We're coming up on Christmas. We're gonna do right now our last course of cinema for the year. Oh, we are last course. Probably, unless we do like a. You know, the next one next week. But then that'll be the last one. But let's assume this is the last one. Okay. Because what we're going to do, we're going to do our Christmas, and then we're going to do afterwards, stick around, we're going to do our top five favorite and worst Christmas cinema movies we had to watch this past year. The year. I huh? gave you the list. I keep track of these things. I'm glad you do that. And uh, we're going to do that. But let's... That's a clever idea. Let's go into course Cinema. I think I went first last time, or did you? No, wait. I went last, so... I it doesn't first. matter. Go first. Yeah. I'll go first. So you gave me the movie Sideways. Yes. Let me pull up the MDB. You have been giving me, it seems like the past couple times, some romantic-oriented uh, movies. Well, this one, I was... weird. Listen, I like this movie. I enjoy it. I thought there was some funny parts. There's some really good actors in this movie. Yeah. But I was really stumped when we filmed our last episode. I had like three that I was ready to give you that I was excited for. And they were on streaming and I was ready to give them to you. And then all of a sudden when I'm ready to give them to you, they're off of streaming. <laughs> so I struggled. So I kind of panicked and gave you that. But regardless. It's, a, it's another love story, less of a rom-com, more of a romantic drama almost. But it's a, another movie about douchey people. Very much most of the people, not most of them, but the two leading men are big douchebags in this one, in my opinion. Thomas Hayden Church's character, who was in, Huge who was in Spider-Man No Way Home, by the way. In Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> uh, you also forget he played uh, in George of the Jungle, uh, What's-His-Name's Love Interest. Remember oh, you're that? right. He was that dude, too. You're right. Like him. Yeah. Um, I actually do like him as an actor. He's he, great. He's he great. totally did play a douche. He's a huge but douche. Paul character was not bad. He's kind of a dick. He was kind of a dick. He was just kind, kind of walked all over. And like... He, like he doesn't even have a redeeming story. Like his whole his whole story is he's a he's a failed writer. He's still trying to make. He's an English teacher, still trying to make it as a writer, uh-huh. but he can't get his book published. So, but he's like into first of all, he's he's really into wine. Oh yeah, he's like well, dou- you like wine, but he's so. douchebag levels of into wine. Where he's like he's like doing the thing where he sticks his nose in the glass. He, oh, I'm smelling the oakiness and the and then the strawberries and the, the the earthiness of it. I'm like, shut the fuck up and just drink the wine. I'm like Thomas Hayden Church. Just shut the fuck up and drink the wine. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> but like, he's that kind of level of douchebag. And like, he you want him to have a redeeming story because he's got this. He he's a divorced man of two years now, but he still has like feelings for his wife, and he's still the divorce is still affecting him and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I feel bad for him. But then you realize they got divorced because he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. So he's a fucking douchebag. I've got no respect for cheaters whatsoever. Yeah, I'm one right. of those kind of, I have no respect for cheaters. <clears throat> Even no matter who you are, what gender, what the situation is, I don't respect cheaters. If you're in a situation where like you don't love the person or you just want to fuck around, break up the person and and your and your commitment and then go fuck around and do something. That's kind of where I stand with it. And t- the whole point of this movie is uh, Paul Giamatti's character is taking t- uh, Thomas Aiden Church's character. They're like the, best friends. They're like best friends. He's like his best man at his wedding, and Thomas H. Church is getting married, and so they leave to go um, up 
north or something Napa. like that, Napa in California. So they mm-hmm. go to like the wine country, and they that's his Thomas. That's uh, Paul Giamatti's character's favorite place to to go. Like this is home away from home. Is he goes wine and all uh, hunting and all this stuff like that. First of all, I'll give you another reason why uh, Paul Giamatti's character is a douche. He steals from his mom mm. the day before his birth, her birthday. I forgot about that. Yeah, they go. He goes to visit his mother, and they spend the night at his mother's house. But the following day is his birthday, and she believes that he's going to stick around while the family comes up, and they're going to go out to eat and stuff like that, and they leave before she wakes up, not before stealing money out of her drawer that she's hiding. So Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. So he's I a, forgot about those parts. He's a bastard man. <clears throat> um, but uh, Thomas H. Church has an ulterior motive uh, for going on this trip. He wants to get uh, Paul Giamatti's character laid. Because he's like, you've been, you've been, you've been a sad sack long enough. Yeah. You've been a, you've been a sad piece of garbage for long enough. You've been depressed. Your book is going to get published. I'm confident he's kind of a good friend, but also a terrible friend at the same time. He's like, your book's going to get published, but you need he's to get laid. He's a good laid. friend, but he's a bad influence. Yes, that's that's perfect. Uh-huh. And so he's like, you're going to get laid, and you know they're going out to dinner and stuff like that. And there's this beautiful woman played by uh, what's her name? Shit, oh no, I'm DB right here. Um, played by Virginia Madsen. She is basically Paul Giamatti's character's love interest. She mm-hmm. is a waitress at one of these wineries, and they have a lot in common. She is a wine douche too. She loves fucking wine, mm-hmm. and she loves fucking wine. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what she does in her personal life. I don't We're know not going to kink shame anybody. I don't anybody. know what she does when the door, the bedroom yeah. door closes, but. Uh, but she, no, she loves wine too, and you know Tom Thomas Hayden Church character sees the connection with these two that Paul Giamatti can't seem to see. He's like, dude, what are you doing? This chick's into you. You should fuck her. That's basically what his whole fucking thing is. That's basically That's his whole episode. fucking thing is. Not like you should talk to her and go on a date with her. He's like, you should fuck her. Basically, is what he comes down to. <laughs> it makes you laugh sometimes. That's what he does. Yeah, That's his whole fucking I thing. I know. I know. So Thomas Hayden Church, here's why he's a scumbag. So he meets this beautiful Asian woman. I've seen her in a couple other things before. Can't remember her name. Uh, I have the MD, but I should probably pull that up, shouldn't I? Her name is Sandra O. Oh, you. she's in that Killing Eve. Yeah. And, yeah. <clears throat> she's great. I like her. She's good, yeah. Beautiful. She's won beautiful. And he comes across her. She's like in another winery serving wine. Mm-hmm. Turns out the two women are close friends. They know each other because they both live in the same small town. They both work at wineries and... Mm-hmm. Thomas Hayden Church is basically hitting on her and all this. Even though he's getting married in two days or whatever, right, right. like he's hitting on her stuff like that, and it basically forms a relationship with this woman. Not just like a fling of "Hey, let's get together for a night." Like they, he forms like he basically, whether he believes it or not, is like professing love to her and is saying like, "I'm gonna move up here. We're gonna buy our own winery, and we're gonna do this and that." And the other thing. He's like, an actor. <laughs> he's yes. been in like, not not like an insanely famous actor, but he's been. He in was small in a soap. Work. He was in a soap. Yeah, and then like he did TV commercials and stuff right, like right. that. Because they're from they're from the south. Yeah, California. Yeah, but there's like there's like a small party that almost believes that he's he kind of means it, but not because he means it because he loves her, but he means it because he's afraid to get married or something like this. So right, this party right. that kind of thinks he believes it, but he's really a scumbag. Is kind of mm-hmm. all he is. He's basically just a scumbag, mm-hmm. um, and it's. It's this weird, depressing story of Paul Giamatti trying to figure out his own shit, trying to... He finds out that his book isn't actually getting published. 
he has like a almost a nervous breakdown almost and he's but he starts hitting it off with you know uh what's her fuck and you know he screws that up because he lets slip that oh my best friend is actually getting married Saturday and she finds out and she's like, but my friend is dating your friend and you're, you're, you're a lying piece of shit. And if you're willing to you know, associate with this lying piece of shit, then you must be a lying piece of shit too. And it, it's, it's basically just a movie about a dude trying to figure his life out. Mm -hmm. He's middle-aged trying to figure his life out, basically starting all over again. And all this movie told me was if you're a douchebag, apparently you win at life because they all went out in the end. He you just figured that out now. Thomas Hayden Church's character, uh, Sander O's character, figures... He's scooting back there. Hey, grab me another one of those two. I'm about empty. Um, Sander, Sander O's character obviously figures out what Thomas Hayden Church is going on and beats the fuck out of him, by the way. Caves his face in with her purse. Like, he had to go to the hospital and, like, get bandages. Like, she broke his nose and everything like mm -hmm. that. <clears throat> but in the end, he didn't get caught. You know, he still got married, and he's still living happily ever after. My favorite scene is when, is when he takes the other waitress home. Oh, yeah, the, the, the big chick? Yeah. The big chick. Yeah. And, here, and she's married, and her husband comes home, and he has to run home naked. Yeah. And then he, and <laughs> and then, he has to go back and steal the ring. Yeah, but he... he <laughs> I love like, that part. The fuck, the part is he sends Paul Giamatti yes. to go do it, though. Like, he's, like he doesn't have balls enough to go do it himself, so... But like it's it's the, what the funny part was whenever he goes in there to steal the ring he like sneaks in the house and she's he's like hate fucking her or yeah. some shit like that like on the you bed they're like me fucking you got me fucking I'm such a bad girl oh yeah you're such a bad girl I yeah love yeah that part. and he I love and Paul Giamatti's so on his hands and knees just outside the room peeking like what the fuck is going on and he just like makes a decision he's like I'm just gonna sprint in there he sprints in there grabs the ball and sprints out <laughs> yes. not, even, not even trying to sneak he's just like fuck it I'm gonna do yeah. it and the dude, dude chases, chases him out like butt naked. Naked, dick and all dick flapping in the wind and everything that's the best part that is the best part of the whole fucking movie D just right up to the I dude died. he gets in the car closes the door all of a sudden dicks on the fucking side he's like here's your fucking ball and they take off yeah that's the best love, part of the whole movie so funny I love that that makes the movie yeah. I feel and after all that Thomas Hayden Church still gets married mm -hmm. to this beautiful woman and that blonde chick still goes back to Paul Giamatti Ends up giving him like a phone call, being like, "Hey, you know, I had to think about, I had to think about everything that was going on and make decisions." But because yeah. she's calling him back, it means that she forgives him and wants to continue the relationship. So I figured out I just have to be a scumbag. That's all I need to do. I just need to be a scumbag. That's what I'm gonna do from now on. Scumbag. That's what I've learned from these past two movies that you've sent me, Scott. Something borrowed in this movie. Scumbags went out in the end. Okay. So, so life lesson, kids. So that that's a that's a, a sideways. Talk about uh, the short film. It was only like a half Tour, hour long. Tour de Pharmacy. It's like 40, 35, 40 minutes long or yeah. something like that. Tour de Pharmacy. Short film. Tour de Pharmacy. Star-studded cast. Yeah, actually, I should pull up the IMDb because there's, there's really too shouldn't. many names. Um, <clears throat> it was a mockumentary about the Tour de France. Tour de France. Are you into those kinds of... Like, you like sports. You like Tour de France stuff? Like, would you... I are you like, interested yeah, in like, watching like, it and stuff? I'd never heard of this. You never heard of Tour de France? I, no. I know oh, the, the movie. I've never. As I say, of what are you France. talking about? No, the Tour de France. Of course, I do. Um, it's just, it's just a really, really great cast. Um, so basically, it, it's a, a fake documentary, a mockumentary, if you will, about the 1982 Tour de France, 
And on this year, uh, was like the height of the steroid rage. <laughs> and it turns out that the main guy who was in charge of it got into a lot of debt. And um, he's trying to pull the names. There's, who was there's it? There's a um, lot of names. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find two. Dead air. Dead air. Yeah. Dead air. Anyway, we'll he, just yeah talk about. It. He look. um yeah look for names for me while I'm doing this. So he decides that he's going to allow people to skip the drug testing if they pay him fifty thousand dollars. So all one hundred and eighty members do it except for five. But the five <laughs> people. So and at the last the first day they the Tour de France is broken up into legs. And the first day, all these people that were setting records because everybody was like juicing. And then there was a big fight. Let's see where Pepe, he's like, oh, there's a beautiful woman on side of the course. He goes, hey, baby. He goes over. I think it's Orlando Bloom's character. I think he goes over. He's like, oh, no. And an attempted group. He's, he's, he's caught him. He falls. He falls over. And then just a big wreck. And the one dude is played by John Cena, shirtless. <laughs> and he gets mad. <laughs> they just start beating on each the other. The thing is, like, the, when, the, when they do this move, when they did this mockumentary, they had, like, the scenes, alleged footage from 1982 yes. with John Cena and all these characters playing. And then they had future footage where uh, there Dolph were Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren Lundgren playing, like, the future version of John Cena talking yeah. about the race Plays and everything. Like, older. And Dolph Lundgren's like, I'm never a violent man. I'm not a violent man at all. And then it cuts to John Cena like, oh, just some, spinning some dude on his with back. Naked, with his dick just right here. Next to his Right here, it's like right here. He's got these a wrestling move. Like, like, dudes were in spandex with just his dick out right yeah, there, dude. and it's like you could see it right the, through. The his... one guy, it's so funny. The one guy invents his own spandex, <laughs> and it's just see through, and you can see his hairy body and his little dick. And, his little, and when he fights John Cena, John Cena just grabs it and rips it completely off, so he's butt naked, and he puts him in this wrestling move where he's got him on his shoulders, and he's spinning around like a helicopter, and his dick. Is right here next to his face, touching his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's really good. I'm thinking about it right now. When I'm about to I was dying when I saw this thing. I saw it. I was like, he's oh. Hitting other I was like, people with I was like, him. I like Andy Samberg. He's really funny. Yeah. Andy Samberg and his older self. <laughs> he plays the first African. <laughs> first African. participate in the tour to. They interview the Africans. We fucking hate him. <laughs> I'm doing this for Africa. <laughs> and uh, his older self is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Who's great. It, it's Jeff Goldblum playing Andy Sandberg being old. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And there's this woman who they don't allow women in the Tour de France. So she pretends to be a guy. And Andy Sandberg ends up falling for her, but he thinks it's a him. So then he thinks he's gay. <laughs> Dude, David Diggs is in it too? Yeah, he was a good character He's very good. He, he was... fucks off to go marry him, some Dutch woman or some shit Some like French that. woman, yeah. He, he's Jackie Robinson's nephew. And, <laughs> and he got sick and tired of, of being considered Jackie Robinson's nephew. So he wanted to play a sport, but he wanted to find a sport that he could be the first black guy in it. So people would call Jackie Robinson his uncle. 
But yeah, then he ends up going to fuck some <coughs> some farm some, uh, some farmer. Yeah, some farm maid <laughs> to go run a farm and churn butter and shit like that. Danny Glover plays the old him. Yeah. But then, like, though, what's really funny is like as this race is going on, that's kind of what it's doing. The people that are left over get taken off one by one until it's like two people left. It's it's Andy Samberg's character and the woman's character. But he was fucking. That, who, is, who is pretending to be a guy. And then out of nowhere, fucking David Dix comes, boom, screaming out of nowhere. Like, he's still in the race. Here he comes. It's been like two days or some shit like that. And everybody thought he fucked off yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but he's riding but a different bike yeah. with like the bread, the bread milk. But before that, she gets taken out of the race because the, the dude who's the announcer, who's interviewing all the, um, all the riders... Uh, Cyclops plays. Yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Fuck, Matt, fuck, fuck. Uh, I got something with an M. Right something with an M. There uh, he is. You passed him. What about him? James James Martin. Martin. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Martin. James Martin. He he's been interviewing all the writers, but he's been doing it like the you know, unique way where he's riding in the Tour de France with him. He's on a bike and he's go pulling up people like interviewing like, hey, how's it going? Like does stuff and he's like and I just and like it's just him. It's Andy Samberg. And the woman pretending to be man, and then he's like, "I this is anybody's race. It could be any of these two contenders." And I just found out I'm technically a contender too because I've been riding this whole race and I've been doing everything the riders did. So I'm a contender too. And then he just starts screaming into the race and stuff like that. And she like sacrifices him, herself. She to, like, like takes him out. Yeah. He accidentally hits his head in the rock and dies. So she gets charged with manslaughter. <laughs> I forgot about I've been that. in jail for 35 years. <laughs> I forgot about that. I just got out this year. <laughs> Dude, this, this movie was it's, fun. It was, it was funny. So fun. It felt like a Saturday night, Saturday night Live sketch, but it was in a half hour. Yeah. I feel like I feel like because there was a lot of Saturday Night Live. My Rudolph was in it. A lot of <coughs> Sandberg. A lot of people from Saturday Night Live were in this. So I feel like maybe they were sitting around the writers' table and they came up with this hilarious idea and they're like, "We can't do that in a skit. Like it's too much." So it morphed yeah. into a short film, and they just got a bunch of like who would possible hosts to come in and do it. It was really funny. Dude, this movie funny. made me say like John Cena should be in more comedies. Well, Skip the fucking serious roles. This and movie was from do, like 2018. Yeah. So he's been in a lot since then. But like he should be in more comedies. He's tried to do like some serious roles. He was in like was he in the last Fast and the Furious movie and shit like that, playing a serious role, I think it was. Adam, like, you actually thought I saw that. I'm just saying, like, I'm sure you've seen the IMDB, maybe the cast list. But no, like he like he tries to do like some serious like dude should do he's a comedy dude. He should do more he should do more of the Dwayne Johnson route where Dwayne Johnson started his film career doing like comedic roles like he was in uh get shorty i think it was he was he was that gay dude that was trying it was like the limo driver slash bodyguard of um fuck what's his name i can't remember like, you remember get shorty. travolta no get short danny devito <coughs> no he was um, they're all in that movie he was the dude who was like the white dude who acted like a black dude i'm trying to remember his name he played in the um the last do you remember the on hbo the freaky friday but it's a serial Vince Vaughn. Uh, Vince Vaughn. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. He plays like Vince Vaughn's like limo driver slash bodyguard or some shit like that. <clears throat> but yeah, like he should do more like comedic stuff to get himself into like, I think, because I love John Cena. This. He was fucking great. He's like a roided out just dude doing weird, it was funny. crazy it shit. It was funny. Yeah. Did I thought you would like it. I, I, had, I died it. when I watched it. It was, it was a really simple, easy watch. Uh, made me laugh. It was entertaining for yeah. I like it was short. It was it was yeah. an easy watch. Uh, it's on HBO if you get a chance. You didn't get to see it yet. Dude, watch, watch it. Tour yeah. de Pharmacy. It's funny yeah, as shit. It's funny. <clears throat> so guys, time to talk about our 
favorite five and least favorite five I'm excited of to do 2021. This. Okay, so we starting with worst or best? Let's start with worst. Let's start on the downer, but let's go into 2022 on an upper note. You know, let's just try to do that. What do you say? I like it. Um, All right, you want to go first? I'll sure. go first. You can go first. I'll go first. You went first on the. All right. So my top. I'm gonna. We'll go. We'll go in opposite of well, one, five, yeah. five, yeah, four, yeah. four, like we usually do. Okay. <coughs> So my top five worst course of cinemas of 2021, number five wasn't horrible, and I feel like it should have been horrible. But see, I'm I go in things with more open mind. You're a lot more cynical than I am. True. I can have fun in places where you wouldn't expect to find fun, and this is one of those examples. It's it's when I went into this movie, I wasn't aware that it was going to be how it was. I thought it was a serious movie, just with an obscure plot. But when I looked at it from the point of a satire, it made me like it more. Still not a good movie. That's why it's my number five. Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Velocipaster yeah. is my number five worst movie. <laughs> it's not a good but, movie. But, it, but I had fun with it. I had fun with it, even though it was not a good movie. You're right. It is not a good movie. Okay. Um... I guess I'll go in this particular order. My number five, it's not a bad movie, but I had my problems with it. I'll go with Mulan, the uh, live-action Disney adaptation mm. of Mulan. Um, mainly the reason why was the reasons that I gave the, uh, the problems with it when I first talked about it was it tried to make it, it tried to make it seem like a movie about a woman can do anything that a man can do. The problem is the way they wrote the movie was a woman can do anything a man can do if they have magic. Magic, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that's that's a little problematic there in my opinion. It was it was a fine movie. It was a fun movie to watch, but like mm -hmm. the moral that it tells, I don't think is what they intended it to tell. So right. that's why I made Mulan my number five. My number four worst course of cinema movie was the movie Grave Encounters. <coughs> uh, yeah. listen, I respect low budget, I do, but there was nothing original about this film no it was old it was tired it's has been i mean we've seen this trope umpteen times and there was no wow factor if you will from this movie <coughs> i thought it was very disappointing and i didn't care for it yeah it wasn't good yeah fair enough uh so my number four um i think i'm gonna give it to rushmore so i usually like these kind of movies but mm -hmm. and i it's not too take a dig at the creator or anything like that because I usually like his movies a lot Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson is, yeah. um, but this movie this movie in particular just didn't grab me I had a hard time enjoying it and I had a and it's a movie I should have enjoyed because it's Wes Anderson I think that's why I put it on my least favorite because I didn't really enjoy it all that much so I give it to Rushmore my number three worst the number five and number four were both low budget movies Number three is not a low budget movie. In fact, this movie cost a ton of money to make, and I just did not like it, did not care for it, didn't think it was good, and it kind of, it's kind of par for the course with these movies, but my number three worst was Bumblebee. Okay. I forgot I gave that to you. Yeah, I did not like Bumblebee, and I, I listen, I haven't really liked any of the Michael Bay Transformer movies, haven't liked any of them, and I loved Transformers as a kid. The cartoons, playing yeah. with the toys, loved Transformers, hate the movies. Bumblebee is an addition to that. Wasn't good. Number three. Fair enough. Um, for my number three, I'd have to give it probably to. I'll give it to something borrowed. That's a that's a movie that kind of 
it kind of irritated me a little bit just because like it wasn't good it, it wasn't even a good rom-com in my opinion it was a kind of a terrible movie about terrible people that are getting away with doing terrible shit and everybody who was terrible in that movie you know most of them got what they won in the end the only person that wasn't terrible in the movie was um fucking what's his name john krasinski. john krasinski and he had to fucking move away he didn't even get what he wanted he was the only non-terrible person he didn't get what he wanted so yeah, i'll give it to something borrowed okay my number two and it pains me to say this because i wanted this movie to be good so bad and it just wasn't and i was so disappointed my number two worst movie <laughs> is space jam a new legacy really you defended that movie a lot when we were talking about it you, you, I don't think I did. You did. I'll go back and listen. You were, you were like, this is a kid's movie. You got to look at it from a kid's movie perspective. You That's were, why it was great. You were mega shitting on it. <coughs> I like the, I think, I believe I said I like the nostalgia pack fact of it. But here's, oh, you don't like the original Space Jam. No, I, I, I do. I like the original Space Jam, but what I said was, if you go back and rewatch it as an adult and you watch it with fresh eyes, it's not as good as you think it was. I still love it, but it's not as good as you think it was. Well, my reason is I love the original Space Jam. Which you haven't watched in years. So. It's been a minute, but I've watched so many times, I could probably put it on now and still quote parts of it. That's how much I know the There's movie. a lot of shit I watched when I was kids that I could quote. If I went back and rewatched it, I'd be like, mm, it's not really as good as I thought it was. Point is, I like it, and I'm going to stick <clears throat> with saying that I like the Space Jam movie. And I really like LeBron James. So this was a match made in heaven. And this is a movie they've been talking about doing for years. And they finally do. And it just let me down. I like the Looney Tunes. I like LeBron. I like the first Space Jam. I did not like the Space Jam sequel. Fair enough. So my four, or number two, I actually, is uh, Risky Business. I didn't like Risky, Risky Business at all. Tom Cruise. Didn't care for it. It's not a movie that grabbed me at all. And I just, it just didn't... Just, didn't mesh with me a little bit. I was kind of like, meh, I don't care about this movie. You are a hard man to please. I don't. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was that good. Not a lot happened, in my opinion. My least favorite movie of Course of Cinema this past year was Double Dragon. I believe it. It was bad. Yes. I, it's the only movie, even the ones I mentioned, this is the only movie that I had to like <clears throat> muscle my way through to not turn off. It was not good, and it's my least favorite. I had the same problem with my uh, least favorite. Motherfucking Caravan of Courage. Fuck this movie. It's a difficult watch. This movie sucks. I hate it. It is terrible. It is a terrible watch. Watch it. I love it. Horrible. Don't even give it a try is what I'm going to say. I will defend that movie. It's a horrible fucking watch. Again, nostalgia goggles are right on your face. Just wait till I give you the sequel. Oh boy, are you in for a treat? I, if you want me to shit on your childhood, I'll take a dump all over your childhood. Let's go. You know what? Let's go on the upper note. Let's go. Let's talk about our favorites. You go first this time. I'll go first. <clears throat> Surprisingly, Big Trouble in Little China. I really Number enjoyed. Five, it. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. You know, it had it had its issues. You know, it's an old movie, but I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, they don't really much to say about it. I just, I just liked it a lot. I was surprised how much I liked it. it, it you know what it did? It. Um, went past my expectations. I thought it was going to be a movie about one thing. It ended up being a completely different movie, and I kind of enjoyed it. So, this is a movie. My number five is a movie that's right up my alley, and I really, I don't know why I never watched it before. <coughs> but uh, I have Death of Stalin. That's a my fun number movie. Five. That's a fun one. You made me laugh. It was good. I, I love the history aspects of it. That was my fifth favorite course of you gave me this year. 
All right. Uh, my next favorite would be Reminiscence, starring Hugh Jackman. That was a surprisingly good movie. Mm-hmm. I was I was shocked at how good it actually was. It really it really engaged me a lot in what it was uh, doing, and it, it seemed to me like it was going to be like a generic. Oh, it's a generic bullshit sci-fi weird Hugh Jackman drama or something like that. It was surprisingly good. I liked it a lot. I like hearing your list as much as I like reading my list. Really? Yes, it's fun to, fun to hear these movies. My number four, surprise, again, it's about the surprise. This is a movie I never would have watched until you gave it to me. <clears throat> and Stephen King's Gerald's Game. Yeah. Really crazy ending. It's, it's really a weird crazy, movie. weird I like movie. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> pleasantly surprised with that one. Enjoyed it. So my number four favorite. My number three favorite is a movie that is incredibly sad that made me tear up, made me cry a little bit. It makes you said it makes you cry a lot, and it is an important movie. I think that a lot of people should watch because it think it makes you give a shit about what's going on in the world. It has to give it to Hotel Rwanda. Hotel you Rwanda. You shit on this movie when we talked about it. No, I don't. I don't remember shitting on it. Mm. I remember saying that it was incredibly. It's a hard watch it because is. It's an incredibly it sad movie. Watch, like yeah. it makes you. There. Were, the fact that it's a true fucking story. That's what makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's... Right. Like, watch this. Don't watch a super depressed. Like, go in with... Don't even watch it in a good mood because it'll ruin your good mood. I be think a, that's what you be, said. Be average. Be, be like, in an average mood. Just have, like, a normal day and then that's watch That's what it. you said. You didn't like how depressed it made you. And like, yes, it's going to make you very depressed yeah. when you watch this. Cause, because right. you realize this is something that really happened. So... Okay, so <clears> this one... This is this is an obscure one, and it made my number three favorite. I had never even heard of this movie, and it wasn't streaming or anything. You had to give me a DVD to watch, and that was Dark City. Really, I thought you shit on this movie. <laughs> I really honestly thought you shit. No, on this movie. I, absolutely not. I'll go I'll go to bat with this one. This is the one I said it was cool, sci-fi, bizarre, yes, and fun. Is. And oh no, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this it is, one. It is. It is. It's a deep cut for me. I I do enjoy. It is a deep it. cut, but <clears throat> it was it was a pleasant another surprise out there. Um, my number two. I'm gonna give it to Unforgiven. Clint mm. was Unforgiven. I was I got a western. In there. I was. I, knew I, would. I was surprised. I'm normally not a western guy, and then you gave me western, and I talked about this before. Uh, one of the coolest things is the way they play with the lighting in that movie because mm. there's Clint Eastwood. There's two Clint Eastwoods in the movie. There's a Clint Eastwood who's the former bad guy trying to be a good guy, trying to be a good father, trying to mm-hmm. redeem himself. And then there's the bad Clint Eastwood that happens at the end when the movie gets dark and the movie gets sinister and you realize, oh shit, this dude is a badass. It right. was a surprisingly good movie, I would yeah. have to say. I enjoyed it. Okay, what am I at? Number two, my second favorite course of the You Gave Me of this past year <clears throat> was The Courier. Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, another true story. A true story. I like the historical, historical uh, truths. I'm true a, stories. I love that. I'm a fan of anything Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch was very good. I'll, in I'll admit it. I, I love everything he's in. So, um, my number one. I'm gonna give it to Seven Samurai. That was a shockingly... That's a movie I would have never watched. Really? I thought you said you hated how long it was. I did not like how long it was, <laughs> and the beginning was a little... It was very slow in the beginning, but it ended up being one of my favorite movies that I actually watched this past year because I love... You mean We love feudal Japan. We love mm-hmm. the samurai culture. We love all that stuff. And 
It was just really... I would have never watched because it's old, black, and white. I probably it is would have a never, long movie. Yes. It is a very long movie. I would have watched... If, if you hadn't given it to me, I would have watched... If I just randomly came across it, I would have watched maybe 10 or 15 minutes of it and been like, eh, I'm not going to watch the rest of this movie. But I'm glad I stuck through it because it ended up being like midway through is when it really got like... The, the train started rolling on it so because of that movie we have Star Wars so yeah. there's a, so many elements Star Wars steals yes. out of those movies so it's a great cool. movie my number one favorite also black and white loved this movie loved this movie The Lighthouse The Lighthouse is a great fucking with movie with Willem Dafoe Robert Pattinson basically just them yes it is just them it's uh, we talked about this it's actually Edgar Allan Poe Story, which was really fascinating, or loosely based. You yes, told me very loosely, loosely based. based off of an Edgar Allan Poe story, which I thought was. It's really loosely cool. based off an Edgar Allan Poe story, while also loosely based off true stories, because this is like right. what lighthouse keepers kind of dealt with—the loneliness and the the mm-hmm. the. You had to be very mentally strong to be a lighthouse keeper back in the day. Yeah. So. This is a good idea for a segment. Nice little recap of some of our favorites and some of our least favorite course of cinemas that we've given each other. It our is. segment, course of cinema, has quickly become our favorite. Uh, where we it's just, sticking around. Yeah, I'll, it, I'll say we're, we're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep it rolling. And like I said, we'll probably be off next week, maybe the week after. So what do we have in store for course of I was going to say, we got to pick, ne- pick our next time. I am course ready. Of. I'm so, ready. Scott, I'm going to give you something I watched recently. It's it's weird, but I think kind of interesting. It's called You Should Have Left on Peacock. You should have left. Okay. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Once again on Peacock. And you are going to get the movie The Room. The Room. It's on Showtime, I believe. Streaming on Showtime, The Room. Uh Brie Larson, Captain Marvel herself is in it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen this. So, uh, that's... Jacob Trambley's in it. It's good. Okay. It's good. So that is The Room on Showtime. It takes place in Akron, Ohio. There's a fun fact for Interesting. you. Interesting. Parts parts in Akron. The other parts are in Cleveland. But we'll, yeah. we'll have to talk about that then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, The Room on Showtime, and you should have left on Peacock. Scott. Yes, sir. How can the Peacock be a little for a distraction? Oh, man. Here we go. With a long-winded... There's a million ways that you can get a hold of us. Uh, we You can shoot us an email... Email is the old-fashioned good way. For your distraction at gmail.com. Adam will pull up your email and he'll read it on the air. That's that's how much we love our fans. Social media. We're on Facebook. Search for For Your Distraction on Facebook. Like our page on there. When we record, we always go live on Facebook Live. So if you like our Facebook page, you can also watch us raw and live and uncut while we're recording. Yeah. You could always listen to the shows when we post them to wherever you listen to your podcast. That's still the old-fashioned way you can do it that way. Or you can watch us on Facebook Live. We are on Twitter. Search for Forward Distraction on there. You can follow us. You can tweet us at podcast FYD. You can listen to the show other than on Facebook Live. We are on SoundCloud. Search for Forward Distraction. Subscribe to us, follow us. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify. I always forget Spotify because I don't. It's yeah, it's I know I there. know a lot of our fans listen to us on Spotify, but that's one that I'll, I always I don't do with Spotify. I don't have an account, so I love Spotify. Uh, YouTube, yes, we're on we're YouTube. Videos are on YouTube, and I will to our Facebook page and our Twitter. I will post the link 
to our YouTube channel so you can subscribe to our YouTube channel because the search algorithm still kind of weeds us out a little bit there. <laughs> so if you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, that's the easiest way that you can watch our videos and listen to our podcasts after the fact. Yeah. We are a member of the Electronic Media Collective. So head on over to the electronicmediacollective.com, check out our podcast and a tons of tons of other great great podcasts that are there and our wonderful wonderful podcasting network. Adam, Scott, are you are you ready for the holidays? I am. Are you ready, are you ready for ready? New Year's? I don't think I'm ready for tomorrow. No. Do you, do you have your New Year's resolution all planned out, ready to go? Are you ready for I'm that? I'm working on it. You're working on it. You're gonna bring your New Year's resolutions to the next podcast. You're gonna talk about it. You're gonna. It's gonna be a new right. segment for all the right. New Year's resolutions. I will bring mine if you bring yours. All right, I'll bring. I'll bring mine. All right. It's, it's gonna be a little dirty though.